0: Hi, my name is Whitney. I'm a grateful believer in Jesus Christ and recovery for codependency. Let's pray. Hi. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for this time tonight. Thank you for the people that are here and that are listening in. Lord, I just ask that you will be with them and just let them fill your presence throughout this season. We love you, Lord. In your name we pray. Amen. So tonight, I'm speaking about how to hand, how I handle recovery during the holidays. Codependency was a completely foreign concept before to me before I came into recovery. I thought I was just living the Christian life and loving like Jesus calls us to love. Holidays were a time to love one another and it to me looked like saying yes when I really wanted to say no. It looked like overcommitting, overdoing and striving. You know, bear one another's burdens and such. It meant keeping the peace at all costs, which to me, it actually came pretty easily. I had a highly developed awareness of others' emotional needs. Deep fear of failure, imperfection, and the belief that my self-worth was performance-based only increased the internal struggles and exhaustion, which I stuffed and denied. I couldn't ask for help even if I knew what I needed help for. When these attempts to maintain and control the peace in my home and around me proved futile, I turned inward toward anorexia and excessive working out in order to control the only thing I felt like I could. If I looked the part, said the right things, and created a practically Pinterest-perfect family, maybe people would accept me. Maybe I would accept me. These codependent behaviors and patterns kept me sick of my sin and emotionally, emotionally isolated, from those around me. Sanity and serenity were completely unachievable. I began attending recovery regularly just after the holidays and immediately began a step study when I soon discovered <laughs> I was the problem. Outwardly, I perpetuated the illusion of having it all together while internally I was crumbling. Recovery shattered that illusion, breaking way for a genuine serenity and acceptance. One of the first lessons that my sponsor taught me was that no is a complete sentence. Who knew? I didn't think that was a possibility. Just because you can do something doesn't mean you should do it. My self-worth is not dependent upon how many times I say yes or how many people I please. Colossians three twenty-two through 23 says, Do not be people pleasers, but with sincerity of heart, fearing the Lord, whatever you do, Work heartily as for the Lord and not for men. Often during Christmas season, the story of Mary and Martha comes to my mind. Mary sat at Jesus' feet while Martha was busy in an anxious mess. Before recovery, I actually felt kind of bad for Martha, and I empathized with her. I mean, the food's not going to cook itself. Recovery has helped me understand more about my higher power, Jesus Christ, and his love, which is not performance-based but rather by grace. He accepts me right where I am, perfectly imperfect. Working my recovery means showing up to CR every week, serving, talking to my sponsors and accountability partners with honesty and vulnerability. These people restore me to sanity, and they help me see when I may not be seeing things clearly. (laughs) Sometimes I'm tempted to chase that old crazy train, and they help me talk, talk me off the ledge. Awareness of my triggers and acknowledging my feelings help keep me from slipping into denial. Sometimes I stand still amidst the chaos of children and my family and holiday to-do lists, just repeating the serenity prayer over and over until I can either laugh through it or at least accept it. Living life on life's terms. It's progress over perfection and grace for that moment— I've finally learned that letting go is acceptable. The serenity prayer increases my joy and calibrates my expectations of others as well as of myself. Practicing this acceptance lightens the load that I choose to carry. It's perfectly acceptable to ask for help when I'm feeling overwhelmed and I stay out of other people's yards and maintain my own boundaries. Working my recovery is vital for my serenity and it trickles down to my marriage and my children. I have been an impatient and joy-deflating mom during a time when we should be rejoicing the joy of Christ's birth. We practice the steps and principles in our home, which, quite frankly, is a humbling experience. I think the Lord works through my children to remind me of my powerlessness and my dependency upon Christ, rather than the battles that we face right now are actually really not against one another. It's not of flesh and blood. It's in the spiritual realm. This enemy is cunning and stealthy, altering our perception by a degree at a time so that we may be unaware of his advances, nudging us away from Christ. Working my recovery keeps me close to Jesus and maintains the health of my family. Thank you.
1: If it looks like I'm walking funny, it's because I am. Uh, the devil tried really hard. Uh, I threw my back out this morning. Um, and I'd like to say it was because I was deadlifting twice my body weight, but I was actually putting on socks. No um, sandal socks. Sandal socks. So I'm going to stand up and do this. I figured if Jesus can take one for me, I can, I can show up and take one for, for Jesus. So here I am. Um, Philippians uh, 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Let me pray real quick. Lord, thank you, God, um, that I was able to get here. Um, I was on my back all day, um, but I'm determined to come and share what you've done for me and what the holidays, um, it's taken me a long time to be able to get this stuff. And these are some of the tools that I can use over the holidays to help against relapse. And hopefully, if anybody hears anything, just one person, Lord, then it's, It's all worth it, so in Jesus' name I pray, amen. All right, so the holidays, my name is Mitch, by the way, I'm a grateful believer uh, in Jesus Christ in recovery from drugs and alcohol and uh, deadlifting. Um, The holidays are one of the hardest times of the year for some people to cope with. Um, I will do my best to follow some simple guidelines during this unprecedented holiday season. This holiday season is unlike any other that we have seen. One of the methods that I will uh, try to use or that I will use is the HALT, which is an acronym for, uh, that stands for Hungry, Angry, Lonely, and Tired. It is an important tool that reminds me uh, to take care of myself. Hungry, I will make it a point to eat regular, regular meals no matter how busy I can become. This will keep my blood sugar levels stable and prevent me from feeling hungry or thirsty, which can be easily confused for a drug and alcohol craving. Uh, Managing portions is also imperative as well, as overeating can cause blood sugar spikes and cause drowsiness. Angry. To avoid feeling angry or irritable, I would be sure to pray first thing in the morning upon awakening and use the many other tools there are to manage stress. Prayer and meditation are vital. I will try hard to get outside this holiday season to decrease stress and increase the release of endorphins, which are also known as a feel-good chemical, which is naturally occurring in all of us. In fact, that is what illicit drugs do to us, flood us with endorphins, causing the euphoria that comes with the usage. Why not get them naturally as God created? I don't think I'll be doing that much now, but I'll try. (laughs) Lonely, becoming lonely is a choice, and I will choose to do the opposite first Jesus and my lovely wife are always there for me, but I can create a list of people who support me. The people on the list will be there for me when I may need it. Aside from close family and friends, using my sponsor, uh, CR, and other A.A. group members can be my lifeline. And tired. The holiday season is busy, and I might spend a lot of time doing things with other people. I will make sure to get enough sleep at night and shoot for at least eight to nine hours. May get six to seven, but eight to nine is a goal. If I start to get tired, a quick prayer or a 10-minute quiet time with the Lord can give me a recharge. You'll have to excuse me. Staying in, in fit spiritual condition through prayer, reading, writing, and helping others is imperative for me. I will avoid obligating myself to do things that are not good for me. Realistically, if I am feeling pressured or forced into doing something, I can politely decline. Saying no thank you is okay to do. I, I will avoid events where I may feel uncomfortable such as a party with alcohol or drugs flowing or anything like that. If needed, bringing along a trusted friend is never a bad idea, or at a minimum, drive my own vehicle so that I can leave when needed or when I choose. I will do my best to be grateful for all that I have every day. Having heartfelt gratitude assists me to develop positive thinking that can be one of the best defenses against a relapse. Thankfully, November paves the way for the grateful thoughts, language, and actions. Each day, I will write out five things that I am grateful for. If I do this every day, it becomes a vital part of my life. If the enemy creeps in and starts to beat me up in my head and I start feeling down, I can look at the list and remember the things that I do have and that I'm thankful for. Staying on top of my meetings is also vital. I cannot stop attending CR and AA meetings. In fact, an increase in attendance may be needed if I'm feeling vulnerable. If I travel for the holiday season, getting a meeting schedule and information for the area can be helpful or there is always a Zoom meeting as a desperate and last resort. Bringing along my Bible, the big book, or other recovery-based literature is also a helpful tool. There are also recovery apps on the phone to use. There's no excuse for me to struggle through Christmas and other holidays. Practicing what is called elevator speech may also be helpful. If at a gathering, I may find myself in conversations with friends or family who want to know how I've been, what I've been up to, etc., and if I'm not comfortable, I don't have to talk about my sobriety. Therefore, being prepared to respond to potentially uncomfortable questions is necessary. I can't control what others say, but I can control but I do have control over my response or what does or does not come out of my mouth. Keeping the conversation short and simple will be helpful. Pausing and choosing a wise response or declining response is also is always my prerogative. It is easy to fall into unhealthy habits during the holiday seasons. The shorter days, cooler temperatures, and high-calorie foods can make me want to stay in bed. Therefore, being diligent about exercise most days of the week is going to be a necessary part of my regimen. A regular regular exercise schedule will help me maintain a healthy weight, help me sleep better, and increases the endorphins. And also, being a diabetic uh, makes exercise more important for me than any other reason. At a minimum, I will try to Walk at least five days a week. I might walk crooked now, but I'll try to walk. Uh, There are many tools that I can use against the holiday blues or overextending myself. My recovery has to be the biggest priority. Without celibate recovery, AA, sobriety, and the continual working of a program, there's nothing else to enjoy in life. Everything that I have worked hard for can be gone in an instant. Let me encourage you to stay plugged into Jesus, the recovery family, and others in your support team that you have built up. If you are new and lack support, please reach out to those of us that are willing to help. A closed mouth does not get fed. We cannot help you if you do not ask. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit, Romans fifteen thirteen. Thank you for letting me share.
2: Hello? Okay, now you can hear me. Um, my name's Adelina. I'm a grateful believer in Jesus, and I'm here um, in recovery for sexual and emotional abuse. Okay. Um, I, too, was uh, experienced a little bit of spiritual warfare, so definitely uh, let's, go to prayer. let's go to prayer. Lord, I know that uh, you're bigger than the enemy. And so, Lord, I just thank you that... You just remind us every day in your truth that you're real, you're here, you're present. I thank you for for victories in this room. And Lord, I just pray as, as these words are spoken, they're true to you. It's all about you pointing to you. And so Lord, just be with us in this room. Thank you so much. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So I don't think it was accident that the Lord wanted me to write this uh, mini um because when I was asked to write about the topic, I actually was uh, in the middle of COVID nineteen, awaiting results, and so I was quarantined, and I had plenty of time to write this out. Being isolated from the world is one of the hardest things I struggle with because I deal with PTSD, so I have a post traumatic stress disorder, and so. It's a mental illness that keeps me stuck on past traumatic memories. So most of my trauma stems from sexual abuse and trauma I experienced as a child. In fact, when I was asked to talk about Christmas, the first memory that came to mind were many traumatic ones. However, I never thought I would be here today telling you that I find joy in Christmas and that I rejoice in Christ alone. You see, the Lord gave me a transformational rewrite Because of my healing and the power of the Holy Spirit working in me, I can have the courage to change the Christmas memories and rewrite the new ones with my family and my church family. I also realized that recovery was a gift to this really tired soul. For years, I used to live with such heaviness, but the heaviness does not define me anymore. I also wake up every morning reminding myself in his word that I am redeemed. There are days I struggle, of course, but when I cannot rejoice or need a reminder to work my recovery, I reach out to my sponsor, accountability partners, attend another meeting as I join my amazing group. I love you guys. Love you ladies. Or I reach out to my CR sisters as they point me back to the steps and help me stay accountable to time in the word. I also know pain can trigger even as he rewrites my story just a year ago I went through the hardest thing. I lost my grandmother who was a spiritual warrior due to lung cancer. Losing someone incredibly close to me was hard, but I know I but I know I had to allow the grieving process to take place and to just slow down. I think what I am most joyful about this Christmas is that COVID-19 brought to my life a time to reflect more and react less. I realized in the reflection process I had to restore my relationship with the Lord, go through some grieving, and learn how to allow God to help me through my flesh and resentments. As it says in the Word, Romans 8, 5, For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the flesh." But those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on the Spirit. How I find joy is keeping true to the Spirit that lives in me by reading and applying this truth, allowing a time of reflection, and slowing down as I ask God to help me through this recovery program. With Jesus as my focus, it makes life so much more joyful. Recovery is hard. It's hard work. But I am joyful God never leaves me or forsakes me and has blessed me through the Celebrate Recovery. I also realize that this transformational rewrite is not just for me. What if this Christmas we chose something so much more meaningful and chose instead to serve the Lord during this healing process? COVID-19 really has brought the best opportunities to be a light in this hurting world. Recently, I stepped out of isolation and started Organizing a good Sam ministry here at Series BVG. And the relational ministry has been life changing. The Holy Spirit works, my friends, in such amazing ways when you allow yourself to get outside your comfort and serve others. I lost my spot. Sorry, guys. Through the food drive that we were doing at BVG, I was able to share my transformational rewrite to my new friend Gloria. I have been meeting with her since our last food drive, and because I stepped out of my comfort to help this homeless woman, we have been able to praise Jesus as we attend service together. In the divine appointments, she has restored her relationship with the Lord. Who knew that simple act of obedience would bring another closer to Christ? By the way, I must mention, she's also no longer homeless. So I praise God in all circumstances. As much as I was there to bless her, she really was blessing me because even in those circumstances, she was still praising God. I do not believe in accidents. I believe God makes divine appointments because in this divine appointment, I also was able to share the healing I had through my sexual abuse with her. We held each other, and we endured a moment of PTSD together. God has purpose for your story, and you may not even realize how God can use it in this recovery ministry. Inside these rooms and even outside these walls. I pray this Christmas you're reminded that the reason we rejoice in Christ, in Christ alone, is because he wants to use us. May you step outside your comfort and allow God to work through you as he does this transformational rewrite, not just for you, but that very person next to you. Thank you for letting me share, and Merry Christmas to our family. Thank you.
3: Thank you, Adelina, Mitch, and Whitney, for sharing your guys' story with us tonight. Um, let's close our time with the serenity prayer, and then we're going to head off to open share groups, uh, second-time guests right up front, first-time guests right across the hallway. But let's, uh, uh, let's go ahead and close with the serenity prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference, living one day at a time, enjoying one moment at a time, Accepting hardship as a pathway to peace. Taking, as Jesus did, this sinful world as it is, not as I would have it. Trusting that you will make all things right if I surrender to your will. So that I may be reasonably happy in this life and supremely happy with you forever the next. Amen. Amen. We'll see you guys after our open share group. We do have dessert afterwards. Love you guys. See you later.
1: wild